There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Live from the Michelob Ultra Studios, KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. This is TMA All Day. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. But what? Tim. Last day, Doug. It wasn't Tim. Ah, the intro says Tim McKernan. The I know. The voice I just heard didn't seem like Tim at all. Is that disingenuous? It's false so, advertising. So you want Marty to do a uh, new promo every time somebody goes on vacation? Yes. Or? Yes. Maybe we have, like, a live promo guy. You know, like someone. Booth announcer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the old days. He could do one generic one and say, the morning after, I don't know who's in today. You got a skeleton crew, crew go. Skeleton crew. Bad. Yeah, I'd be on board with that. Bad. What I'm on board with is the Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhart, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour for the morning after presented to you by Brian Krupen, which we're in right now, Doug. Mm-hmm. To my right, Douglas Elvin Vaughn. Yeah. Across the dais from me, in for the ill plow hawk who I was talking to earlier this morning. He's feeling all right. He's just uh, precautionary, staying home today. KG and O-Town is across the dais. In for the plow hawk to my left. We got Ken Iggy Strode. I'm Action Jackson filling in for the vacationing Tim McKern. He'll be back on Monday. Everything back to regular scheduled programming on Monday. TMA, then balloon party with Tim and I. And uh, me and Tim. My dad's going to get mad. And uh, then QFTA. He's probably jonesing to no no QFTAs for a week. He's probably jonesing down there. Yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be back, Michael. Five hours on that first day back oh. on Monday the nineteenth. Who knows? But uh, that is the plan to get back to regularly scheduled programming. Now, Doug, before this presentation, there was a whole slew of things going on. Oh. I was running around. KG, don't feel bad at all. Don't feel bad at all. KG was a touch. He overslept a little bit. We've all overslept, brother. Don't worry. You're in here out of the kindness of your heart, coming in and helping me out while uh, Plowhawk has been ill. So don't feel bad even for a second about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I was I. Doug, I filled up. I got this new water bottle. My father is... A Stanley? Uh, this is not Stanley. It looks it like just, a Stanley. I was just over at my parents' house yesterday, and yeah. I uh, and they are like, hey, we got this extra water bottle. You want it? I was like, sure. I need a new water <laughs> bottle. So I took it, and I was filling it up right before the presentation, get some water, you know, clear the palate up a little mm. bit, and, uh, and it's kind of heavier than my old one. And so when I went to remove it from the water spigot, the, the spout, yeah. I pulled too hard. It 
caught on top of it and spilled everywhere. Uh, Water, ice, everywhere. A mess. Up. I had two minutes before the show started. Oh. I got to move. I got to move. I got things to do. I'm, I, I'm hands over my head. I don't know what to do. Should I clean it up? It's water. You know, it'll dry. Yeah. Iggy Strode, you know what he does? He sees the issue, and he goes, get in there, Jackson. You got stuff to do. I'll clean it up. Oh, Look at this good. guy. That's a good yeah. teammate. Look at this guy. Good wow. teammate. Well, you do what you got to do. <clears throat> just ice. So just, we um, put it into a dustpan and then took some towels and wiped up the water. We're good. I like to clean. You and Ray. Good guy. Great guy. Yeah, Ray, is, Ray, Ray gets there earlier than us. Yeah, Why have these giant water bottles become a thing? Uh, hydration, so key. I don't know. I honestly yeah, don't know. There's lots of ways to I mean, you, you know, pot calling the kettle only, black only, here. Only Look at that yeah, thing. This is, this is about five years out of date, I suppose. Sure. But all, all the women now have these large yeah. Stanley. Yeah. Why? Isn't it, it a, hard to lug the thing around all the time? You need that much water? Seems like it could double as, like, a, some sort of weapon in case uh, someone came in. If you were to I swing guess. one of those things, it's all metal. And it, they're not cheap either, are they? This, I have no idea. This is not a Stanley. This is just a, a general water bottle. But the Stanley ones are not cheap. I see number four so on there. Is it water so hard to come by in this country that you have to carry it with you all the time? I think it's better that people are like actively using water bottles all the time as opposed to constantly using plastic bottles and, and trying to and doing that like if you drink you know <laughs> as kg pulls out a plastic water bottle but well, like if you had wind up in a landfill sometime someday yeah too. one as opposed to if you have four or five of those a day that can be recycled yeah and you're telling me that plastic water bottles are better than having a water bottle i don't know maybe i just wonder why it's why you know it's what? become a thing i don't know i think it's kind of looks good you know, if you get a nice water bottle, it's a nice white one. What's that little logo on there? It looks like a four to me, but what is it? On yours, Jackson? Four Hands. Uh, yeah. Just four a Hands little, Brewery. Okay, yeah, just a, a cool little sticker, I guess. Easier that, or I thought it was Molina. <laughs> um, yeah, it just looks cool. Now, I have, I don't know. You know, I have a lot of neighbors that have come from India. Um, and I don't know, like a hundred all in our complex. So I guess they all know they're coming and they pick the same complex because, you know, they're coming to a foreign country and they know each other, so it's a lot easier. But I guess in India, maybe the water's not very good and they're just used to getting bottled water because they are coming in with like five cases of, of bottled water a week. And I don't know if they just don't know that the tap water's pretty good. They can just drink tap water, but it's like... Five cases a week they're bringing. Every time they walk out of their apartment, they're all holding two bottles of water. <laughs> Hello, neighbor. Bottled water is some of the greatest marketing. So that's just, yeah. It's yeah. just basically tap bottle. water. It is, yeah. yeah, it's, it's... yeah. You pay $3 for it. <laughs> right. Go to the stadium, $6. Right. So if nothing else, there's a cost-cutting measure. I could just put water in here. It costs me nothing if I buy one water bottle, even if it's a dollar. Well, how about just a glass of water? That's what I do every I like morning. To, I, I like just, to have a, just, a top to it. Just okay. two cups of water every morning and then with my coffee. All right. First world issues. I don't no put doubt. a lid on it because I'm nowhere near the board like that day I spilled coffee all over the board. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was a different setup over here. You can spill over I there and it'll probably be all right. Uh, text on in the Jeff Lottman text inbox. That's 314-881-TMA5. Call in 636-904-TMA and email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling. Email of the day. That's the morning after it. Inside STL and get on the board. Join the likes of Brian Henschen, who won yesterday. Kevin Miller, uh, Tilly and Gus Grundlehor, who I got here. Sorry. Uh, Kevin Miller's in the lead with three wins. Blueberry Pop Pop and Flocky the Smurf each have two wins. Buckswell, Holden Groins, Tilly and Gus Grundlehor, and Brian Henschen yesterday mm. added a win. So those guys got one win. 
Well, the other uh, Kevin Miller is in the lead with three. So it's wide open still, and uh, and you can email in for our design air heating and cooling email today. All right, Doug, Sadie Hawkins. Well, speaking of Jeff Lottman, you just mentioned, I saw him last night. I went to the Incarnate Word game. You went. Ursula, yeah, I wanted to see history. So Incarnate Word takes the record. Yeah. 124 wins consecutively as they beat Ursuline last evening. Ursuline burst into a 4 nothing lead, but Incarnate mm. Word came back to win 75-32. That didn't shake him. Oh. That that the worst lead in basketball is 4 nothing. That's yeah. right. Did damn the damn nas- straight. The national record's, what, 218? Yeah. They got a little work to do to get yeah, there. Sure, but a couple years. if you can get to 124, why not? Uh, also, Doug, the Blues. The Blues mm-hmm. played. They beat the Oil. Uh, six to three. They drilled them. <laughs> Look at me now. Look at me now. Yeah. And then uh, also last night, Caitlin Clark, about two and a half minutes into the game, yeah. breaks the record for the all-time leading collegiate female basketball player and uh, leading scorer in NCAA women's hoops uh, on her way to scoring 49 points last night against Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Did you watch that? I had a rec league basketball game last night, so I was – Unable to watch anything. Did, I was unable. I, I that was not included in the Sadie Hawkins. That is not interesting. But I did give you three sweet little topics, okay. and then there's some more to come. I didn't even include everything. Wow. There's a major topic in terms of college football, but we'll get to that later. Doug, what are you picking? Blues or two chick hoops? Wow. Uh, well, it's it's more than just chick hoops. This is a, a historic event. That Both happened. very historic. Yeah. She had 49 They were points. still female basketball Kate games. I said, I don't even follow chicks hoops. I didn't <laughs> when I got down there. She might even catch Pete Maravich for the all-time. It's possible. Anything goes. Yeah. Record score. He's scoring 49 points in a game. Yeah. Mean, Pistol Pete did it without the three-point line. Yeah, no doubt. That is pretty incredible. She's a pretty incredible player. Yeah. Yep. So Doug's chosen Caleb Clark. Uh, KJ Notes and I have the audio of her breaking the record uh, with her. Oh, yeah, I'd like to hear that. With a, one of the deeper threes I've seen uh, shot in the game. Here we go. Ollie, you bring up some of the young guys uh, in your organization that are going to be in your lineup, that are going to be a part of this team. That can't uh, be it. He's that cannot setting be up the, the shot. Clip. Caitlin Clark record? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's a girl doing the play by play. Oh. Here comes Clark. How will she go for history? History! The all-time leading scorer in women's college basketball. There it is. 40,000 there? Uh, no. It was packed. I mean, I don't know. Probably like it. Probably 18, whatever the Iowa gym holds. (laughs) Not an indoor gym. Well, she played in a... She's playing a football field. Well, yeah, not in, not in February. You don't play outside basketball. Yeah, you could, a little chilly. <laughs> outside basketball in February in Iowa. Well, let's see how good you are. See if you can idea. break the record in twenty degree weather. Have you... I'm happy for her. She is. She's good for basketball, not just women's basketball. She's good for basketball totally. in general. Absolutely, she is outstanding. That that three was so deep, kind of a fader, and just mm-hmm. nothing but it just nailed it. Yeah. Just nothing but net. Uh, here's Caitlin Clark after breaking the record. Uh, in her post-game interview, KJ, it's Kaylin Clark post-game. Hit the lever, kid. I don't know if you can really script it any better, and uh, I thought we played really well tonight, and thought our defense could have been a little better, but um, just to do it in this fashion, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful, very thankful to be surrounded by so many people that have kind of been my foundation and everything that I've done since I was a young little girl, and um, I started crying watching that video just because, like, I'm I'm just filled with so much gratitude and love, and um, the way the fa- these fans support women's basketball is so much special. It's so special, and um, yeah, I mean, 
You all knew I was going to shoot a logo three for the record. Come on now. Yeah, she, so she needed eight points. Uh, she scored the first eight points of Iowa's baskets and broke in about two Are and a half the rest of them any good? I mean, they're ranked fairly high? Uh, Iowa, they're fourth in the country. Okay. Yeah, yeah they are outstanding. A uh, logo three means you're shooting close to half court? Yeah, you're shooting. So Iowa, to be fair, the Iowa Hawkeye logo on their basketball court is massive. Like, it damn near touches yeah. each three-point. Uh, it's probably five feet behind each three-point line is when it starts, but she was, that was a, a, as deep, I mean, as an NBA three, and then some, you know, it was super deep. Did you hit any logo threes last night in your rec league game? No, my brother hit one that was really deep, though. Shout out to him. Um, no, no, not even close, but... Any threes at all? No, I didn't hit one last night. Did you score a basket? I did. Layup? No, a couple mid-rangers. They call, I call them middies, Doug. Do you? They call them middies, corner middies. Did you win or lose? Lost. What was the score? Uh, I think they won by eight or something. Oh, Lord. What are you going to do? Listen, it's rec league. That's unimportant. Now, maybe maybe unimportant. this is an omen because my very first year in Springfield when I had to cover the Lady Bears, um, and I knew nothing about anybody on their team. I didn't even watch women's basketball. Um, that is the year that Jackie Styles, she was a senior, and Jackie Styles broke the scoring record. And at the time, she was the leading scorer of all time in women's basketball. The Lady Bears went on to make the Final Four in St. Louis that year. Caitlin breaks the record. Maybe they go to the Final Four. Yeah, they were uh, in the national championship last year. So uh, no reason they can't do it again. And it was uh, it was one of the highest-watched women's basketball games ever last year, LSU versus Iowa. Yeah, so. I think that, that Super Bowl game was the highest rated right yes the super bowl i mean the, the game they played on super bowl sunday against nebraska yes yes i think yeah. that that the then broke i think that then broke ever. the record that was held by the lsu iowa national championship mm-hmm. game so um wow i uh i'm not surprised that the uh text inbox well. is not strong but what are uh, happy about misogyny but regardless uh they don't like talking about women's hoops. yeah keep, i mean we'd never do the girl broke a record keep and telling on yourself um there you go it's all good all good all good yeah this is uh this i just thought it was it was very cool and uh and also i mean we had a, a big day talking about this and then we also had the record breaking with incarnate word doug taking yeah. down so how you went to the game how was the atmosphere packed uh it was good it was at ursuline i i don't live very far from there so it was an easy drive for me to get there yeah, they had a good crowd there. Yeah, they're a very good team. Holy smokes. Are they ever well coached? I can't think of the center on the name, but I can name the other three players on the starting team for the Lady Bears that year. Well, we're, we've moved we past that. Now we're talking about incredible. Oh, we're going to high school now. I'm sorry, Doug. Well, the team that went to the Final Four, there was... Uh... Okay, but we stopped talking about that about two minutes ago. Well, you were talking, and I was going to throw it in there, but then you went into Incarnate Word... Jackson asked me about Incarnate Word. I just talk about your high school basketball. <laughs> oh, for heaven's <laughs> sakes, leather! Well, Jeff I, Lottman. I was, was trying to give the girls a little credit here. I and I hear where Carly you're coming Deer, from. Carly uh, Dear, Mitchum, Melanie Campbell. He asked me about Incarnate Word, so that's what we were talking about. And I can't think of the center on the name on the team. Well, we had Jeff Lottman on the show. He presents the text inbox, which you can text in three one four eight eight one TMA five. And uh, he is the assistant coach from Carnival. He talked to us yesterday mm-hmm. about uh, the record-breaking situation last night, and they won. And you were at the game, and the atmosphere was, was popping, Doug. It was. I was. I'm so impressed by the way Incarnate Word plays. Yeah. Because they've got this fast motion offense, and they 
unselfish players, and they flip the ball around the court real fast, full court press the whole way. They play a lot of energy. Everybody plays. Everybody's unselfish. Just an extremely well-coached team. I kind of wish they would go to and give the University of Missouri some tips on how to run an offense, maybe, <laughs> how to play hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah really impressive right. team to watch. I asked yesterday if we thought that maybe if we grabbed Plowboy, if the five of us could compete against them. Yeah. And I think, did you post a little small video clip of them running their offense? Yeah. I'd well, like to take that to... question back because <laughs> even in that small little clip, I now am one million percent sure we we may not score and that was the second team unit that was in there when that was late in the game that. yeah okay yeah. yeah we don't we wouldn't stand oh, a chance god no yeah. no 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 that's on me oh we score maybe i don't know if we'd get the ball up to court yeah it is i don't think we could guard them no no, no. way uh-uh. i'd chuck up enough threes to make one you wouldn't how many threes no, do you think you could make in a minute you're not rebounding it i'd just be feeding it to you uh, I don't know. I can't jump very high anymore, so I wouldn't have a, it'd be a set shot. Yeah, a little set shot. I don't know. In a minute? Yeah. Four. Oh, Four? I'm not that good anymore. No, I think that's, I think that. My eyesight's terrible. I think that's the right number. I think you get it four in a minute. If I'm, I'm, you're not rebounding, I'm just feeding it to you. You could get a shot up every three or four seconds. I think yeah, you might make four in a minute. You, test, you testing me? Bro? No, I, I think you could. Oh, I think I could do it. I mean, I got more. great four. I mean, yeah, four or more. Yeah, but yeah. I'm just not. First of all, I'm not as strong as I used to be. You know, where I could. When do you think the last time shot. you shot a basketball was? Um, yeah, probably over my brother and sister-in-law's house playing with my nephew. Yeah. Little thing in the driveway. Okay, now let's get to that starting five for. Southwest I've already named State. them. I told you I can't remember the center. Okay. Whew. Uh, Loomster says he couldn't make four free throws in the minute. That's from the Loomster. No, I'd probably make. 10 or 12 in a minute, free throws. I'm uh, not doing a contest here. I'm just throwing out a number. And I can no, make. no, I don't think. I Although I would love to see it just for the fun of it. But, no, I don't think we need to make a, a, whole, a whole contest. Uh, he would make none, none. Might not hit the rim on any. That's from Manute eligible. Yeah, okay. Well, you were, you were good at that, Manute. You missed a lot of rims. <laughs> yeah, big, tall, lanky, non-playing. Non-playing? Manute Pohl? Blood. He wasn't that good for his size. Seven seven's tall. Well, yeah, yeah it's hard to be. You should have averaged thirty a game at that size. Oh gosh, it's hard to move at that size. <laughs> oh yeah. It's just the fact that he was able to get up and down the court at seven six is saying something. Is he still with us? No, I don't think so. Long no. gone. His son Bull Bull plays. Bull Bull. Yeah, plays in the NBA. But yeah. no, Manute died. Uh... Didn't Manute give a lot of money back to his old country? And... Yeah. I... Yeah, I think almost all of it, if I remember correctly, yeah. like a huge chunk of it. Back to the Sudan. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he died in 2010. Mm. Young, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh yeah. He was born in '62. Yeah. But his son, who is probably around my age, maybe even a little younger, uh, plays in the NBA. Bol Bol. B O L. B O L space B O L. That's right. Hey. Why Doug, is space? What? Is that his first name? Bol. His first name is Bull and his last name is Bull. Well, it shouldn't be a space. Well, there's a space it's between first Ken and, and Strode. Last name. First and last oh, name. Oh, you're not, you're not saying like hyphen. No, 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 no. Okay. First name Bull, last name Bull. Okay. Um, Doug, the Blues win last night. Okay. Taking down the Oilers. Is this okay enough for you? Text inbox. Sorry, we talked women's basketball for five minutes. Um, we should be getting excited about the Blues. This absolutely. Is 8 out of 10. 
they're really kind of developing into a team that that looks like it has a purpose now. Yeah, they're they're playing very very well. Yeah, now. six to three win over the uh, over the Oilers, yeah. who are you know damn good team with a damn good player. We have some audio from Drew Bannister. Sorry to uh, yeah, we've already KG. previewed it. Uh, no, I think that was a different soundbite, which we will get to eventually in the show. Good Cardinal stuff uh, coming up on today's presentation in the morning after presented by Brian Crouppen. But this is Drew Bannister on limiting Connor McDavid last night in their win over the Oilers. All right, the lever. For the second the second part of the first period, he was, you know, he was... He was. He opened it up, you know, and you know, partly that was because of us and how we were playing at that time, and letting, allowing them to kind of, you know, feed their offense and get him skating and you know, plan the power play. But you know, the the second period, we we forced them to defend, you know, and uh, our guys did a real good job of, of forcing them have to play in their end for for long periods of time in the second period that that kind of wore them down you know at, at times in that in that game and you could see it and um, but you know he you know himself the uh, McDavid Drysaitel you know there, there's a long list of good hockey players over there but you know when we've we've met the challenge of, of players of that caliber we've 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 risen to it you know as a group. They sure have. They've played some of the best hockey against the best teams in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we also have a little audio from uh, from Drew Bannister last night about how they play so well against these good teams, playing oh, tough against boy, good that teams. Led right into it. All right. Go ahead. Hit the lever, KG. Well, I think there's a there's a strong belief in this group that if if you know if we're going to make playoffs, which we believe we can, and we have a team in here that you know plays the way we don't. Play did tonight and plays against opponents like Edmonton or, you know, other teams that, that we have beat along the road here um, that we're going to give ourselves a chance. And we have to be able to beat these hockey teams to, to give ourselves a chance to get in the playoffs. And, you know, tonight's a step in the right direction. There we go. I knew he was a good player and he's been one of the best in the NHL. Um, but I didn't know how popular he was outside of, say, you know, Canada. And a, a, a guy that I didn't know, who's a listener to the show, um, two years ago. Who are you talking DM me, about? McDavid. Oh. And uh, he DM me, goes, Iggy, I used, to, um, I used to know Connor McDavid when I lived in Erie. And he played for Erie. And we hung out a lot. And he signed a bunch of pucks for me before we knew he was going to be a tremendous player. He goes, I got one for you. Oh, nice. I think it went for like $600. Oh, I mean, yeah. people are going crazy to bid on you this thing. You just sold it? At Gobble Bowl. Oh. It went for 600 bucks. I'm like, God, I knew he was a good player, but everybody knows who he is, and this puck is so expensive. Everybody wants it. It's interesting that an autographed item that you're not personally getting, like, autographed by the per- – like, I, if someone paid, like, $600 at a signing event with McDavid, it'd be like, okay, you get to meet McDavid and you get a signature. But to get just, like, the actual puck, it's awesome that they're doing that for the Mega Meyer Foundation. But it, that just surprises me a little bit. I think maybe because it was an eerie puck where he played, I guess, junior hockey. Yeah, pretty rare. And it's an eerie puck. And yeah. if he ever becomes like Gretzky or whatever, you know, 20, 30 years from now, and he's the greatest player of all time, and you got a puck from when he played juniors, I guess it goes up in value. But totally. I was very surprised. So if he's got another one laying around, let me know. For real. He's the best player right now. Yeah, boy. Best player in the world. He was uh, in Toronto last week for the All-Star break. Justin Bieber was starstruck when he saw Connor McDavid. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the best going. Yeah. And there are some who consider him one of the best of all time. One of the best of all time. Already? Yeah, I think so. Is he in his 20s? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. I wonder how old he is. I guess 27. I don't know if he's that old yet. He's 27. Is he? He just turned 27 yeah. in mid-January. How many goals is he this year? 
How many goals does he have this year? I'm going to say 24. Question. He hasn't had the same year that he had last year. He has 21 goals, 59 assists for a grand total of Doug, 80 points. Last year he had like 60 goals. Yeah. He has a 20 plus minus, which is tied for 11th. He's first in assists this year at the moment and third overall in points. Mm -hmm. So even in a, a year where, like you said, he's not up to his yeah. usual snuff, he's yeah. still top of the league in terms must of be, scoring. Must be feeding Dreisaitl. That's right. Leon Dreisaitl. Yep. Uh, so, Doug. There's my hockey for the day. There you go. Oh, look at us. Look at us. A little hockey presentation of women's basketball. We don't give a damn. We no. don't give a damn. We don't. We bring the heat. Yeah. Uh, Money Puck has updated the playoff odds for the NHL. The Blues uh, are still ahead of Minnesota Wild and Seattle, but they still sit at 29% to make the playoffs. Uh, it should be higher than that. Yeah. Especially the way they're playing. Yeah, you neighbors play. Has, neighbors has emerged as yeah. a difference-making kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Robert Thomas has taken the next step up to where he's now an elite player. Yeah, Benner's playing as good as he ever has. Yeah, and Krug and Pareko are having much better years than they had a year ago. Right. They look really solid right now. If we can just get hot? If we can just get hot, we can win this baby. That's Robert right, Thomas back to the blue playing. line. Hunt's taking a little look. Bielek, Bielek. Gives it back to Hunt. Hunt's really in close. Oh, gives it to Bryant. Bryant, roof daddy! Replace them as he went upstairs, and there's a hole. <laughs> Fix it before the rain comes. Woo! Yeah, there, there's nice a call. Canadian accent came out there at the end. Very nice call. Is Robert Thomas cross. playing this year any good? Is Robert Thomas any good? He was our all-star representative. I mean, how's he playing this year? Well, somebody had to make the team. He's still on a team? Yes! He's the best guy we got! <laughs> He's doing his plows. How's he doing? <laughs> he's not only filling in for plows, he's actually acting like plows. <laughs> oh. I can plowsy is like the human drop when it's just like, hmm. <laughs> Always cracks me up. Thomas got 19 goals, 41 assists. Tied for 14th in points this year in the NHL. I said I don't watch games because I don't have the uh, Bailey's app. I've watched like three games this year, the ones that have been on ESPN yeah. that I can watch, ESPN Plus. Yeah. Well, he's the best player they have. Okay. Are you better, though? Are you better? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, could be. I think there's another guy when he came up, he was staying with Kachuk. You talking about Robert uh, Thomas? I believe so, yeah. 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 Bennington's yeah. probably more valuable, but Thomas is their best skater. But he didn't have a good year last year, did he? Well, maybe not. He was kind of disappointing was last year. Yeah. The whole team was kind of disappointing last year. So that's 8 out of 10, Doug? For that's the, uh, exactly what it is. For the blue note, yeah. staying hot. In the, if, the play, if, the play, if the playoffs start today, the Blues... Be right there. In. Yeah. And yet they're still rated at only a 29% chance to get in. This is on Money Puck, yeah. For reference, a team like the Vancouver Canucks uh, have 100%. I guess they clinched uh, since uh, Monday or Tuesday. Uh, Dallas Stars, 99.99%. Florida Panthers, 99.92%. So, Maybe they're looking at schedules you know, down the road. Maybe games the, in hand. Maybe the Blues. Well, the Blues have a game in hand and the people behind them, I think. Um <clears throat> But maybe they're looking that Blue's got a lot of road games or playing a lot of teams that are above them, and maybe the teams behind them are playing an easier schedule. I don't know how they get 29% when they're in the playoffs right now. I don't either. That's, Jeez. That's fair. I'm not happy with it. Basketball and now hockey, absolutely brutal. Let's talk about Iggy's lovers. I want to oh. hear all about getting his ween pleased. Come on, Powder. That's from Dirty Chewbacca. What else you want to talk about? There's nothing going on. <laughs> you want to talk about the Blues, the Cardinals stretching yesterday? 
I do. We do have some Cardinal stuff that we'll talk about later in the presentation. As Alar Marmol was on MLB Network last night, Doug. Was he talking about some of the young players? We'll get to that. I'll tease that. It was okay. Time spent listening. Uh, but I know we have a title sponsor of this presentation. I believe their name is Brown Croup, and we had Ed Herman in here on Tuesday, just bringing the heat as he always does. Doug, can you tell me about our title sponsor? Ed is a huge Cardinal fan, as we know, a huge baseball historian. And as I see, Rob Manfred announced yesterday that. Uh, 2029 is going to be his last year. I say we begin a push to get Ed Herman, Commissioner of Baseball, in the year 2029. I legitimately think he would be outstanding. He would be. He'd be great. Yeah. Be. I don't know that he's going to want to leave Brown and Crouppen, but should he ever do that, that would be the next logical step up. How old is he? I think he said he's 50-something, early 50s. Really? Yep. He's retiring? Well, to become Commissioner of Baseball, make $50 million a year, he'd probably do that. Who? Ed, Ed Herman. I know, but I'm saying, why is he retiring when... How old, is, how old is Manfred? That's what I was asking. 65. Okay. I was going to say he's in his early 50s and he's quitting? No. no. I think Bob Costa should be the commissioner. He'd be another good one, too. Or they could all work for Brown and Crouppen. I don't know. Yeah. He, he, that'd be a pretty good place to go, too, because Brown and Crouppen is the local law firm that's uh, looking out for you. They've grown into one of the largest personal injury firms in the entire Midwest. Terry Crouppen, Andy Crouppen, and, of course, the great Ed Herman. They've all been in here. We've gotten to know them. Great guys. And they would love to go to work for you if you think you may have a potential personal injury case. They'll give you that free evaluation. They work on a contingency basis. No upfront cost to you. If you don't get paid, they don't get paid. And they've won more than a billion dollars in compensation for their clients. If you think you may need Brown and Crouppen services, call them. I'll give that phone number now. Here it is. 314-222-2222. You didn't catch it. 314-222-2222. Or... You go to brownandcroupin.com, make sure to let them know you heard about it here on TMA. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertising. Past results are no guarantee of future results, and every case is different and must be judged on its own accord. There it is. Ed Herman for commissioner. Absolutely. And Munganast is the official sponsor of, is the official automotive provider of TMA and the sponsor of the 7 o'clock hour. That's Munganast St. Louis Acura and Munganast Burkhart Alden Toyota. Both of these gentlemen to my right and to my left are driving Munganast Burkhart Alton Toyota vehicles. Yes. I, I'm say, I you cannot gotta, love that Toyota Highlander any more than I do. Highlander. And then, Iggy, you got a RAV4 from Munganast Burkhart Alton Toyota? I do. Got it this morning and um, just started right up. Turned oh. the heat on. Ten minutes later, I'm outside. It's nice and toasty in that car. It's just perfect. You started up while you were in the apartment? Uh, it's got that auto no, start. No, I don't have an auto start. You don't have an auto start? You said you got so. in and ten minutes later it was toasty. Well, I started and I went inside. You I, left it running outside? I always do. Oh. I mean, no. It, You're just waiting for it to get Well, smaller. they can't get far because if they don't have the key in their pocket, you go a certain distance, the car's going to stop. I don't think it does. Oh, you'd have to break in. The doors will be locked. Yeah, they'll break in. Yeah. You know, well, no, people are shy about breaking in. Not going <laughs> to steal anything. Actually, Alan gave me the puck. He just texted me and said, I gave you the puck. I'd forgotten who gave it to me. It Jake was, Allen. It was two years ago. Jake. I'm not going to give a last name, just Alan. Um, yeah, yeah I love my, uh, love my RAV4. It's so, it's so roomy, too. I go to the store, and, you know, I buy so many groceries for a single dude. I mean, it's like I have nine bags of groceries. Just fits right into the back, nice and easy. It's got the push a button, down goes the thing. I don't mm. have to worry about pulling it. It's just very convenient. It drives like a dream. Never, uh, any, never anything wrong with that thing. Shout out to Munganast, St. Louis Acura, Munganast, Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, KG. Can I hear about Munganast? 
Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour sponsor on TMA, sponsor the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown and the official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast, presenting sponsor of Balloon Party. And we just can't say enough good things about the wonderful people at Munganass. That's Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganass, and in the service department, Ryan Cyberg. So if you're looking for a new car, they have a huge amount of inventory on their lot, and you can go shopping right now at stlouisacura.com or at altontoyota.com. And if you're looking for a pre-owned vehicle, they have a great selection there as well. Just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. Even if you didn't get your car from Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota, get your car serviced there with the great Ryan Cyberg and his wonderful service department. It's Munganass St. Louis Acura and Munganass Burkhardt Alton Toyota. Online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Let me ask you, I just mentioned Bob Costas for commissioner. I don't think he has the credentials because who, who was the last commissioner that wasn't a lawyer? I don't know if Bud Selig was. He made his money. I think every commissioner since Kenesaw Mountain Landis has been a lawyer. I don't know if that's a prerequisite to be a commissioner, to know the laws. Well, I don't know. I don't think Bud Selig was a lawyer. Wasn't he? I know Faye Vincent was. I know Matt was. He was the owner of the Brewers. The owner of the Brewers and made his money through car dealerships, I believe. Yeah, I don't think Bud Selig was a... a... Yeah, that answered my question. (laughs) I'm pretty sure Faye Vincent was. I'm pretty sure that um, Giamatti, Giamatti was. I think he's on Mountain Landis was too. Although you really didn't need to be, have a law degree back in those days. His commissioner really didn't do anything except ban people for cheating. Well, I'm sure he did more than that. That's what he was known for. But I'm sure he there did was more nothing. Than that. There was nothing to do back in the 20s and 30s. How do you know this? They were building the game back then. No, there it was, was vitally there was, important at that time. There was no free agency. There was no collusion. There's, there's none of that. The commissioner didn't do, need to do anything. I don't know. Then they wouldn't have had him if they didn't need him. Someone's got to be in charge. There you go. That's why somebody had to be in charge, but he didn't really do anything. It was a, it was a growing sport. Babe Ruth and the Yankees were bringing the whole country right, to what baseball. What did he do to grow it? Well, I, I don't know, but I wouldn't poo-poo well, don't, his accomplishments. Well, don't say that. Was, don't say that if, if you don't If he was know. one of the builders of the game. He wasn't. The players were. I know, but someone has still got to be in charge of the big picture. Well, I know. It doesn't mean you got to do anything. There are, just because you don't do anything doesn't mean nobody else does anything. I'm a big fan of Kenesaw Mountain Landis just because of that nothing. name. Just because of that name. Ah, shut up, Doc. Okay, <laughs> hey, guys, I should be in the Missouri Sports Hall of Fame. Also, hey, guys, is Robert Thomas any good? That's from Plowsy's dog guy. What does that got to do with anything? I go on as a producer, not as a talk show host. Who named their kid Kenesaw in the middle name Mountain? I, I, Isn't that Kenesaw? Yeah, it was a Kenesaw. Isn't Kenesaw? That's a place in Georgia. There's one yeah. E. That, uh, what kind of a name is that? Isn't it named after Kenesaw? Isn't it? <laughs> Gak. Uh, isn't it named after Kenesaw, Georgia? Now, now you're going to make me look at it. Probably. His middle name is Mountain? It wasn't a nickname, was it? Mountain could have been a nickname. Was he born in that area? Mountain could have been a nickname, I'm pretty sure. He was sure. born in Millville, Ohio, Doug. Was he? Yeah. You got his Wikipedia page up there right now? No, I'm just a big fan. Really? Yeah. Right. Well, apparently he did absolutely nothing. No. Well, bring him uh, up on Wikipedia, see what his accomplishments are. He was a lawyer. Yeah, he was a lawyer, too. And a personal secretary to Walter Q. Gresham, huh. the new U.S. Secretary of State. Yeah, he, uh, I guess he was named after his 
father, Abraham Landis, who was wounded at the Battle of Kennesaw Mountain in Georgia. Oh, okay. Mm. So, so I guess Kennesaw is how it became pronounced, but Kennesaw is it's based off of Kennesaw Mountain. Kind of looks like John Hewlett in this uh, wiki picture. Oh, does he? It kind of looks like uh, like the 14th president or something. It looks like a presidential picture, Doug. Mm. Yeah, it didn't John do much. Tyler Very or something. serious. <laughs> didn't do much. Anything on her accomplishments? Like what he did for baseball? Um, he's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, of course he is. Why are you so down on, on Landis? I'm not down on him. I'm just saying, what did he do other than suspend eight players during... 1919 well, I'm Black sure Sox. He was in game. charge of the business angle of the of the what sport. What business was it's there? Not, not they didn't have sponsors back then. They didn't. Uh, have he developed. Sure they did. He developed uh, the farm system. So no, developed major Vincent, and minor league relations. Faye Vincent did that, or not Faye Vincent? Uh, Branch Rickey. Branch Rickey did that. Is that. I mean, this is. I'm just reading here from the Wikipedia. You asked me to look it up, and I'm doing it during. I don't know what you want from me. Somebody at the end will put. And according to talk show host Kenny Strode, he did nothing for baseball. Somebody will add that in there. Like they had to tie Babylonia's Wikipedia page where she you're won't just, talk to me anymore. You're just, re- you're just repeating the headline of what it, the main thing that happened during his career and assuming he did nothing else. It's not fair. I'm just saying what was there to do back in the late 2000 or 1919 to 1920s. <laughs> you could say that about any business. What did you possibly have to do? I don't understand it 100 years later, so that meant you must not have been doing anything. Not any business. Baseball ran itself. How? How can baseball run itself? Well, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig put the barnstorming tour together. He didn't even have anything to do with that. They put it together themselves, and they traveled by themselves and got the teammates. And but that he didn't have anything to do found, with that. That wasn't the foundation of the sport. That's how you grew the sport. You went and played in places that didn't have baseball. He had nothing to do with that. Oh, God. Jackie boy, this old wrinkled prune can never be defeated in an argument. If he had any kind of work ethic, he'd be actually be a great lawyer. But now he's just a professional baiter. That's from mm. O'Fallon Man Oyster. Oh, uh, is this the part where we hear about how Kegler's Corner was the talk of the town, markets removed in Springfield, and therefore Ken shouldn't be required to know who the Blues' lone all-star and top player is currently to make it into another Hall of Fame? That comes from Carlos Spicy Wiener. Mm. He I, might be a Hall of Famer. Again, if I went into that Hall of Fame, it would be as a producer, not as a talk show host. And back then when I produced, I did watch sports. Of course, I could get Fox Sports Midwest and Channel 11, which carried the Blues. I can't get this god-awful app. Um, so, no, I don't watch it. I really don't have to. But back when I produced, I, uh, I brought sure. Kegler's cornerback, and it was like the talk of the town. <laughs> I, had to, I had to do all that. I had to watch sports and know about the things, and I actually went to the games. But Well, that's Hall of Fame worthy then. But I don't have to do that anymore. I, I'm not well, a, we still talk about it. I'm not a great talk show host. I would go in as a producer. This man's ability to make even the most mundane... Uh, mundane about himself is incredible. Spews an asinine take that draws looks of bewilderment from a semi-coherent Doug Vaughn, then subtly begs someone to edit his name into the Wikipedia page. I just tuned in, but I'm out. Talk to y'all at 8. That's from show and buzzman Brian Henshin. I didn't beg. I said that's what'll happen. I don't beg people to go into Ty Babylonia's Wikipedia page and say she had a torrid love affair with radio producer Kenny Strode, and then she won't talk to me anymore because you people. How torrid was it? It wasn't that torrid. What, what would qualify as a, as a torrid love affair? I don't know. I don't know. It's just a word that people used to use back in the Hollywood days. It, see, it seems like such like a, like a page six Frank kind Sinatra of had a torrid maybe, love affair with Mia Farrow. <laughs> I like this one. A relationship that is downright combustible. 
where neither party wants to put out the flames may seem attractive, based primarily on sexual love. Such relationships are memorable. Before you toss caution in the wind, however, keep in mind that the absence of rational thought that usually accompanies these affairs can lead to decisions that may be less than wise. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It comes from classroom.com, baby. So (laughs) this this wasn't torrid. Can it be torrid if it's not really an affair? It really wasn't even a love affair. I mean, we, we had a fling. When I think of an affair, I think of something you already have a significant other, and now you've picked a different significant yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. Yours might have just been uh, just a dating. relationship based out of lust. Yeah, it was a fling. It there was, you go. That's a better word for it. Mm-hmm. It was a fling. She came to St. Louis. I picked her up at the airport with her and Randy. We hit it off. We went up to lunch at Charcoal House. She got tipsy. Had a carry through the airport. You carried her? Well, me and... She kind of leaned on me and Rand as he walked her through the airport. You and who? Randy Gardner, her partner. Oh. Her skating partner. Yeah. You helped carry. I want to make love. Hey, it's Frank. Um, Iggy's getting some support in the Jeff Lobman text inbox, where you can text in, 304-881-TMA5. I beg to differ. Iggy is a fantastic talk show host. I'm honestly being genuine. Iggy is a Hall of Famer, one of the best personalities in St. Louis radio history. That's from Eric in the Central West End. Huh. Well, thank you. Yeah, I do like that. But I would go in as a producer. I mean, I'm... You know, I was a good producer, one of the best in the country. Now, if, I, if I'm going to read Eric in the Central West End's text right all, there, I'm going to have to read Saucy Jack, who says, The dumbest of dumbs and laziest of laziest thinks a baseball commissioner from 100 years ago also only worked three hours a day and jerked to silent pornos. That's oh. uh, Saucy Jack. If only a man was measured by the amounts of Hall of Fame he should be in and the amount of times he masturbates a day, can he be on par with Christ himself? That's from the mm. Table Rock Lake Monster. How many are you in Table Rock? Yeah, come on. If you're living in Table Rock, I'm sure you do a lot of jerkings. That's about all there is to do this time of year. Fishing. Yeah, this time of year. Speaking of this time of year, Doug, uh, and this will lead perfectly into my design air heating and cooling read, a little bit of snow in the forecast uh, today. Iggs, do you see anything on your Doppler that might give people in the St. Louis region a little bit of uh, comfort, knowing that there could be a snowstorm on the way? Yeah, there's nothing coming. It looked like it's all heading north of us. North. Yeah, it's and even if it would for a little bit, I mean, the ground is so warm, it would stick and melt, so. I thought we were supposed to get a couple inches. Well, don't worry about it. Up north, I think that there, yeah, so it looked like that big wave of storms coming was all head a little north of us. A little north means like uh Like nor- north, of, like north of the St. Louis area is what it looked like to me. I don't know. I don't have a Doppler. It's always, the direction is north of, and it's always 44. North of 44, west of 44. But we're, we're not getting. Don't worry about it. It's just something for the weathermen to go and, you know, whirl their sleeves up and get more airtime. So it's all a, just a blatant <laughs> lie? <laughs> well, it, then they'll say, it moved. Luckily, it moved. But we wanted you to watch for two days to let you know it's coming. We don't have a window in the studio, but according to my app, it's snowing right now. Yeah, I'm getting a text from caller Ellen here saying it's sleeting in the central west end. That's not snow. Fox C6 called off last night around 6 p.m. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Gosh, it's so bad. Is that right? But you got to be, you know, I get it. You got to be careful. We're not living back in the 60s where, you know, we'd get up and listen to KMOX. It's eight inches of snow. St. Mary Magdalene on time. What the hell? It's eight inches out there. They schedule it in now so that they Yeah, they just want people to be careful and they want the kids to be out there sliding around with the right. school bus, waiting for the school bus. I get it. But Liability, mostly. I mean, but half the time they call school off, they call things off, and then it, nothing happens. And then you cost, same with golf courses, you know. <laughs> I don't know how this 90% is. Ninety percent chance. Ninety percent. Ninety percent chance of rain today, so people won't book 
their tee times. And then guess what? No rain, and the golf courses suffer because people didn't book tee times. They're afraid of the rain. It didn't rain, and it cost them money. But what about the schools? What money is it costing them? It's probably costing them not saving them. You don't have to. You don't have to have a heating bill. You know, not opened up. A lot of e-warning goes on uh, during these snow days nowadays. I said I, I said I have no problem with it. Sure, no, you're I looking after the kids. Yeah, but half the time you shouldn't have done it, and you could have gone to school, but they're just playing on the safe side. So I'm telling you, there's not going to be a ton of snow if you're calling things off. Don't send them to school. Go to work. Don't call off the jazzercise class. <laughs> oh, God. Go get your exercise in. Even if it comes down, it's going to stick and melt. And, Doug, today is, what, the 16th? Today is the 16th of February. So 12 days left in this month. When you get through February, don't you kind of think, ah, oh, we're into March, and I think the bad weather's kind of on the yeah, way out, and we're yeah. getting closer to spring. So 12 more days till we're into March. Today's going to be a little chilly. Tomorrow's going to be a little chilly. And then we got five straight days in the 50s and 60s. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, we're into March by then. I mean, I think Pretty we're much. done with winter. Ooh. Oh, those are dangerous words. Ooh, 7.52 a.m., February 16th. Well, I think I, the, the meteorological winter is December, 21st. January, February. Yeah, the 21st to 21st. I thought it was no, March the, 21st. No, the meteorological winter is different than the... Oh, uh, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, I'm going to tell our old friend down there with the white hair to start working on that fountain. Oh, the guy who works on the uh, fountain Yeah, he's outside, not really yeah. happy half the time. How's the fountain looking? Ah, damn thing! Ah! Um, what in the world was that noise we just heard? <laughs> he just, he's upset all the time. When, they, when it comes time to start fixing that fountain, he's just a miserable man. Uh, so people are saying 13 days left because it's a leap year this year, Higgs. Oh, I don't follow leap year, so I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, so, so it'll be to. March 1st on you February can, 29th you can for you? it still be a Hall of Famer yeah. whether you follow leap years or not. Well, I don't know. It comes in, what, every four years, every five years? Four. All right, well, I wasn't paying attention. How long ago was the 29th? How long ago was the 29th? Yeah, 20. four years ago was the 29th, so I don't, I don't pay attention. Four years ago, there's 29 days, right? Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm not paying attention. I'm not, I don't have rings on my thing like Christmas. Hot! Fourth year done, 29 days this month. I don't pay attention. That's all right. Huh. I'd say, I, I think it's always election years. That's how I always, always memorize yes. leap years. It's always election years. Oh, yeah, uh, KG, you were about to say something when we were talking about schools canceling, and I could tell, and I want you to speak your truth, probably. Well, I was just going to ask you, in sure. your experience at Ladue, yeah. did you find yourself having far fewer snow days than maybe some of your peers in surrounding districts? In my time there, I felt like we were always the last one to call off yeah. if we called off at all. Yeah, we. Fe- I always felt like we were pretty close. But if there was days where, like, everyone was off, we were almost always. I, I don't remember a day where we would go in and everyone else was off. It was just, like, the last one to call, it felt like. But usually, like, my dad talks about that, like, uh, school districts are in conversation with each other. So it's like a domino effect. Like, once one goes, then it's like, all right, then we can... This one goes, that one goes. But St. Louis to so many private schools, I don't know how all that works. Yeah, I felt like it when... And at Ladue, I was always looking for Kirkwood to go. If Kirkwood goes, I Pioneer figure Proud. we were coming next. We hardly ever went when I was at Kirkwood because they didn't have buses. Kirkwood didn't have bus service. Before. Really? So they didn't worry about buses. You right. Say, but that's the whole system. worry. Yeah. 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 yeah, we didn't get buses till I think, my eighth. I was in eighth grade. Really? Brentwood's a little bit of a smaller school district. Yeah, we didn't though, go because I, mean, I live like five blocks from school, right. so we didn't walk. And I think, you know, because Brentwood, I mean, I think you had to live in Brentwood to go to Brentwood, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they didn't really call off school because they knew everybody lived in Brentwood. So you can walk to school. We're not calling it off. You got you can get here. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, this was all leading to a designer heating and cooling read yeah, because temperatures are dropping a little bit uh, this weekend. And uh, KG, can I hear a little about Design Air? Seth Goldcamp with Design Air Heating and Cooling. Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. The place I work with, the place Doug works with, the place Iggy works with, the place we recommend you work with if you have any issues with your furnace. Design Air Heating and Cooling will be out there quick, fast, in a hurry to take care of it. Designairservice.com is where you go. And now you're working with Seth Goldcamp and his incredible staff at Design Air Heating and Cooling. It's designairservice.com. They've been in business now four generations. Seth is the fourth generation, and he prides himself on the legacy started by his great-grandfather, and that is... Customer service, number one, no upselling, number two. Here's the deal. This is the issue. We're going to fix it. We're going to take care of it. And I don't know how many people over the years, Design Air has been with us, have done business with them and raved about the experience. They're out there super quick, and they take care of our listeners. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, online at designairservice.com. That's Design Air Heating and Cooling. Those bastards in Arcadia Valley always get off, even when there's no snow. That's from Billy Haywood. Where the hell is Arcadia Valley? I don't know, but they're always one of the first ones. On really? Let's be an alphabetical. Oh, yeah, that really? makes sense. Arcadia Valley. Where is that? I don't know where that is. Am yeah. I showing my Ladue colors right now? Growing up in an Imperial Arnold area, being mm-hmm. a Fox 6 kid, we were always one of the first ones to go. Those country back roads. Yeah. We had a lot of snow days. And then, like I said, last night, 6 p.m., I saw they had already called off. Just, I guess, being preemptive. At least you have country back roads. We didn't have those in mind. You would have loved no. to have had those. No. Roads. You drove on grass. Yeah, rough terrain. Drove? Yeah. yeah. You could drive? Well, the combustion engine hadn't been invented yet. Right. But we did have some wheels that we would strap to our feet. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing going on in Creve Core. Just looking out the window. It's all good? Yeah. Uh, Doug, Arcadia Valley is in the St. Francois Mountain of the Ozark Plateau in Iron County, Missouri. Iron County. Doesn't that sound like one of those... Like, imagine being from Iron mm. County. Yeah, it's one of those yes. places that get the tornadoes. Iron County. Iron, it's, and that includes towns of Arcadia, Iron Tin, mm-hmm. and Pilot Knob. Is that south of here? Yeah, 80 miles south of St. Louis. Okay. It sounds like where the Beverly Hillbillies would live. Pilot Knob, Missouri. <laughs> Isn't there well, a Knob Lick? There's a Knob Noster. Chuck Noblock. Noblock? <laughs> Noblock. Noblock. Uh, well, Doug, didn't you say you heard, overheard some gentlemen say, careful, the High Ridge Boys are in town? <laughs> yeah. What is yeah. Knob Creek? Is that <laughs> Knob Creek Country line dance bar. Watch out. The Knob High Ridge Boys are here. What's the bourbon, Knob Creek? <laughs> yes. That sounds like a town, too. Knob Creek. Probably is. Probably is. I grew up in Knob Creek. Did a lot of fishing, hunting. That's one hell of a draw right there. Mm-hmm. That's Knob Creek. Our school district is in Ozarks with rural mountain roads. We get a... Knee superintendent who said he would stop snow days one day with two inches. We lost three buses mm. with one upside down on a cliff. Needless to say, if a sniff of snow comes, we are off. That's from the three and four. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you're dealing with that kind of terrain. Yeah, rural mountain style roads. Yeah, why would you ever even come close to risking it? I do honestly remember. I'm not just making this up. <laughs> I do remember walking to school sometimes at almost a foot of snow. Really? Yeah, so do I. Really? Damn, yeah. that's crazy. And not thinking much of it. Just no, we like, had Boy, fun. it's cold today. <laughs> we had fun, but man, it was a mess. You get into class and you got to take your goulashes off and 
Goulashes. 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 I'm not even sure where the... Uh, goulag is like a prison. Goulashes. The goulag. They're like rubber boots. Yeah, I know what a goulag is. You gotta take those things off, and it's wet everywhere, and there's snow melting in the hallways in the yeah. classroom. And... Goulash. Mm-hmm. Isn't goulash a dish? Yeah. Yes. Hungarian yes. goulash. Yeah. You ever had it, Doug? It's like stew? Yeah. It's like a stew, right? I think so. With like macaroni and stuff? Yeah, they shouldn't name boots that sound like it. Galoshes, goulashes, galoshes. Nobody calls them galoshes anymore. I did. And not, not I don't even know where I, I've, never, I've never seen It's like a rain boot, right? Piece of a, Correct. Yeah, a rubber boot you just slide over your, your shoes. shoes. Okay, yeah. that's actually kind of smart. Yeah. Because, yeah, you, you know, when you wear like snow boots going into stuff and then mm-hmm. like you're walking around inside all day in like heavy snow boots, yeah. you kind of feel have to a take little. Another pair of shoes with you. Yeah, you kind of feel a little silly. So maybe uh, maybe we should bring back galoshes. TMA goulashes. Yeah, so. we'll make goulashes. We'll go private with the listeners and then we'll get into fusion. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, we're all living. Uh, you know, we're not living in Arcadia Valley, yeah. no offense. No, maybe I'll find out what's in a goulash, and maybe I'll make that one Wednesday. Oh, would you do that? Yeah, for the Hungarians, like Auerbosky. It's the only Hungarian I know. The mad Hungarian. How about Chris Raby? He's Hungarian? Well, I would think. I H-R-A-B-E? Be, yeah. I won't be making it for him anyway. Oh. <laughs> I always felt sorry for my mom on snow days. I mean, we had so many kids, and we go outside and play for like 10 minutes. And then get cold and come inside, and everybody take their shoes off and their coats off and their hats and go and just throw them in the hallway. Well, just maybe if melting. you had some respect for the gal, she wouldn't have to work. And my somewhere. mom would make us grilled cheese and soup, and then we go back out again, and then grilled come back in ten minutes later. Soup. It was yeah. always tomato soup. Yeah, what I say? Soup. Well, I'm just tomato soup. That type of soup always tend tomato, to be tomato soup and grilled soup. cheese. Then we go back out again and get all wet and come back in again. All she did was clean up after us. There's nothing worse uh, at school. Indoor recess as a teacher oh. is just oh god yeah it's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. You got to get those kids outside. Well, Doug, my uh, elementary school, which was not the one that KG was at, uh, had a carpeted gym. Our gym had carpet. Oh, of course, it had, yeah. car- it had carpet. Didn't and seem like the basketball would bounce real well on that. It did. It was concrete under it, and it was like a. When I say carpet, it wasn't like shag. Like it was like a like a thin mm-hmm. carpet. But yeah, real. I think like, I remember I, that they played the varsity games on that for a while, didn't they? Really? No, it was a linoleum floor. Uh, forever at Ladue High School, like that rubberized floor. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, that Awful. Was bad too. The Hearn but, Center had that, and you couldn't yeah. even hear the ball bouncing. No, it out. sucked. Uh, you can't hear the squeak of the sneeze. It just yeah. sucked. They replaced it with hardwood when I was in high school. But uh, my elementary school, Old Bottom Elementary, had carpeted gym, and every single pair of sweatpants I owned had holes in each knee. Because you were sliding Cause you, around. Well, because, yeah, you're playing as a kid, and yeah. carpeted gym, yeah, ru- knee, knee burns all the time. Yeah. So indoor recess was like the biggest of kicking the nuts. And yet you had to have some kind of recess. Heaven forbid you sit still for an extra... Well, no, recess is good. You got to get a little physical but, activity yeah, out. Play is important, Doug. Especially after eating like that, you got to burn off some of it mm-hmm. and, and let off a little steam. I assume for teachers, recess is like the best time ever because you can finally... For the classroom teachers, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah outdoor I, recess. I was the guy that was getting called to do all the recess duties. Oh, right. So, yeah, recess and lunch duty. That'll <laughs> nope. make you question your life decisions. Did you break up a lot of fights? No, not a lot at that age. The K through four kids really weren't throwing down too much. <laughs> when I taught at Rittner High School, I was breaking up quite a few fights. Really? Oh yeah. Moving around some bodies. Well, look at you. You're a stout man. And the girls were worse than the guys. There was way more and what, lady like, fights. And than... fights over. Who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows, Doug? Why can't we all just get along? Huh? I saw very few fights in high school in my day. I think very, very few. I didn't witness this one, but there was always tales of. Uh, parent somehow sneaking past the security at Rittner and coming in and attacking one of the students. Holy 
hell. And hit her with a paperweight. Oh, my God. Yeah. Probably served a little time after Settling that. Settling scores from the hood? I guess so. That place was the wild, wild west. But, uh, the rec center at Mizzou had carpet courts up until the late 90s. It's from the 314. The rec center at Mizzou right now is as beautiful as a, oh, as a complex oh, yes. can possibly. That was my favorite part of – one of my favorite parts of college was I lived – the A.E. Pie House was uh, 500 feet from the rec center. And you'd walk in there. You could play four or five hours of pickup on mm. beautiful courts all day. The grotto, as they called yeah. it, with hot tubs and a steam room and a whirlpool yeah. and uh, world-class exercise equipment. Yeah. It was the greatest. It was the greatest. Yeah. What a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I miss if you could days. freeze any moment of your life, that might be it. Sophomore right? year of college. 20, uh, maybe, maybe junior. Junior, you're 21. 21. Yep, good call. Junior, and you're not yet worried about getting the job. Yep, 21, senior. I was a little late. I'm March, so it's a little later. But either way, yeah, freeze frame it like March 14th, the day after my birthday, yeah. my junior year of high school hard or college. To, hard to beat that oh, just my for God. fun. Yeah, like that your biggest worry was like your BS test yeah. you had to take the next week. And yeah, are you going to have to get a job this summer? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Right. I'll just get the get the little part-time gig. Um, oh, man. Yeah. What a time to be alive, Doug. Uh, let me guess how this works. Strode says some old, dumb word and pronounces it the wrong way to try to get attention. Doug, being the gentleman he is, indulges the geriatric whose brain never developed past 17. Ken goes on a verbal diarrhea session, rinse, repeat. That's from Los Lonely Boys. Oh. Yep, that's what I do because I'm really starved for attention. I, that's all I do. I try to get as much attention as possible. I would be happy if nobody talked about me. Mm. All right. Uh, you never want to be the parent in the pickup line with frost on your car. It's not a good look. That's from Mr. Licks. I don't know what that means. That means you don't have any defrost in your car. So what school are you going to that you're behind somebody that doesn't have defrost in their car? <laughs> <laughs> or you didn't scrape the ice off the windshield? Is that what he's talking about? Well, you got a mug in NASCAR. You don't need to scrape. You turn the defrost on 10 minutes later, it's all melted. Have you, ever been, have you ever been late to work and you got ice on the windshield and you didn't have time to scrape it off completely? Oh, yeah. My kind car. Kind of looking out the window. Or... Oh, that's, uh, my hoopty. My <laughs> hoopty. Uh, if I was late for work, I'd, I'd still have snow on the back of it. No frost for me today, but I broke every rule of the road. Oh, did you? Yeah, so you were a little late, which, again, I want to reiterate, it's all good, baby. It's all good. Um, but you were you were you weren't running lights, were you? One one of them. I yeah. did run one. Yeah. And I was Paul Walker and <laughs> real real nice, like getting here. Had the GPS pulled up, kind of seeing what time I was gonna. Oh yeah. Gonna show up, time arrival time. Yeah. Shaved a couple off. Not a big deal. And then you get here and you hear what we talk about and you go, Why was I so concerned <laughs> about being here to be a part of this? Well, I mean, dumbass. I know what I know what this guy was doing, yeah. and you know, I like to take some of his load. Damn straight. What in the world did that mean? Damn straight. Take my load. Uh, huh. Jackson. Oh. See, I don't, I don't run because I'm Jackson late. Do high. <laughs> I just run because you can. It shouldn't be uh, red light. It should be flashing yellow. So I, it's principle with me when I run them. <laughs> principle. The, the principle is working against you because the principle is law and order. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be shouldn't that be time of the morning. Order. You think all lights should be There's, flashing yellow? Depending on the traffic. I mean... If you've been in Maryland Heights long enough, you know, coming down Bennington, getting on Page, there's there's hardly any ever cars coming the other way. And you sit at that light for five minutes. Well, why? There's no cars coming. It should be flashing yellow. Nobody coming. Boop, I'm going. Perhaps someday technology will improve to where the lights can sense how much traffic is coming in certain directions and change based on that. Some of them do. 
Like the, they have the weight, the weights you're talking about, like in the road that I can tell where well, a car I don't know, is. Or just a sensor in the in yeah. the light itself that can look around and say, well, there's nobody coming. Some lights do. Light. Every I once in a while, weights. every once in a while, the one right up here that we we bitch about because it takes forever. That's another one I run. One day I just pulled <laughs> just right around. Principle, one day I pulled right, right around you and went because you were waiting. Mm-hmm. That's um, right. Well, it's it's like at most a minute and a half. But a lot. That's still too long. There's no cars <laughs> coming. But sometimes you'll get there and. It'll be green, and your turn will be red. But if you see, like, 15 seconds, not a car in sight, every once in a while that light will turn green, and you can go. But if there's one car coming, I think it senses it, and then it goes for another minute if one more car is coming. But if I think it goes, like, 15, 20 seconds without a car in sight, it will turn to an arrow. Well, a man like you that's got so much on his table, <laughs> you don't have time to wait for a light to turn. No, I said it's principle with me. I'm just lazy. I, I can't wait. I can't wait when I don't have to wait. I shouldn't be waiting. Hey, there's no cars coming? Go ahead. Is that what you're going to tell the police officer? Well, I, I make sure there's no cops around. You do a once-over? Yeah, I look to the left and right and behind me and make sure there's no cops Have coming. Have you ever I been pulled over by the police when you didn't actually do anything? Mm. Oh, yeah. Because people complain all the time, the police pulled me over. But it's almost always because you did something, right? No. Or like something's out in your car, like a, a right. light you weren't aware of or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, I... That, that motorcycle cop in Rock Hill used to pull me over all the time for nothing. For absolutely nothing? Yeah. And what did he say to you when he pulled, when he talked to you? You said, I thought I saw you swerving. No, you didn't see me swerve. What was he looking for? He just didn't like me. How would he know you? He knows me well. Everybody knows that we're, he's, he's passed away, Everyone I think. But he was a well-known cop in Rock Hill, the motorcycle guy. Everybody hated him because he pulled you over for doing 31 and a 30. How you specifically? I don't because I... Went through Rock Hill a lot. They'd pull me over. They know all the people that just drive on the streets? Well, you you get to know people. How do we know him? Saw him enough. Because he was the one policeman that pulled you over. All you got to do is look over once. He sees my license, Kenny Strode. Then he pulls me over for the fifth time, Kenny Strode again. He just knows me. He knows my car. He pulled me over one night, and he said, you've been drinking? I said, no, I have not been drinking. I said, I'll be honest. My date is smashed. And she's just like... Leave us alone, pig. I'm like, oh, no shut gosh. up, please. Uh, I just get out of the car, and he's giving me a breathalyzer and all this. I said, you do this all the time. I said, you know, I just I just blew a zero. You know I'm not drunk. Why do you do this? I wasn't swerving. You went out swerving. all night and didn't have anything to drink while your date is smashed. No, I really didn't. Because you're driving. So it's not a lie. It's just a misquote of myself. Uh, this, uh, everyone is lighting us up in the Jeff Lobman text inbox for, uh, so Mr. Lick said, if you have frost in your car, it's a bad look. So apparently that was in reference to having a garage that you park your car in. Oh. And that if you were parking in a garage, you obviously wouldn't have frost. And no. multiple people called us dolts, idiots. Uh, it means you don't have a garage, idiots. It means your car isn't garage. Jesus, he's saying you're poor because you don't have a garage. It means you don't have a garage. Well, then spell it out. <laughs> yeah, we're just not on Lick's level. Yeah, All we right. just don't get well, it. Let me say this. What if it's uh, your fifth car and you got a four-car garage and you just happen to have the fifth car of the day and you take that one? Maybe you got a huge garage and you got a lot of money, but you just took the fifth car that couldn't fit into the four-car garage. How about that? Take why, that, Licks. Yeah, why you got a 12-car garage if you only got six cars? Uh, Iggy is the Rudy Gay of morning radio. Great stats, but adds no real value to his teams. That are all and and their teams are always in the lottery. That's from the big old fan. Wow, mm-hmm. that's a deep cut NBA yeah, reference to Rudy Gay. I didn't like it. I didn't understand any of that. Yeah, he's a good player. I don't care what anyone says. Rudy Gay's. Uh, Doug, we have a new. Oh, this is big. 
This is big. What's so big? I'm borderline thinking about teasing it, but since it's already out on Twitter, I think I'm going to say it. All right, go ahead. St. Louis City SC has new uniforms. The dogs. Still pink? Unveiled a does new kit. Does it say dogs? It does not. It does not say dogs. Darn it. Uh, but STL City SC, a.k.a. the dogs, the real ones know that they're the dogs, have released their new Confluence jerseys. Now, what is Confluence? I guess that's the confluence of, of rivers. I don't know what else okay. it would mean. Right. Confluence of what? Right up there around Alton? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're kind of white, kind of gray. I'll show you here, Doug. Give me your immediate okay. thoughts. There's some sort of looks like river lines pretty, going through it. It's a white jersey with some red stripes on the shoulders. And Iggy. A Purina logo across the chest. Here they are. It's kind of boring. Yeah. Looks like an Adidas jersey. It is an Adidas jersey. Um, it's like a high school type jersey to me. I'm going to say that in theory, just on concept, I like them. I'm a simpler kind of jersey guy. I don't think you got to do too much. But these are like no doubt pink. That's cool. But like that's not red. That's pink. Now I have sometimes trouble with red green. Uh, a little red bit of the, green? the red green colorblind thing. I have a little bit of issue with that. Really? Um, but even to my eyes, that is quite pink. Texting your thoughts. Uh, it's all over MLS.com, STL City SC's Twitter account. You can text in your thoughts on the uh, 2024 Confluence kit. Well, you know it's coming. I mean, they pretty much <clears throat> sold the last year's jersey to everybody. So now you're going to come up with a new one so those people buy a new jersey. I think they're going to remain with the the two jerseys they had last year, but this will be like a third kit. Yeah. If I'm mistaken on that, I apologize. Yeah, a new one for people to buy. Sure. Inspired. What's up? I get it. Oh, yeah, totally. Inspired by the two rivers that form the backbone of the St. Louis area, the Confluence kit is more than just a celebration of these natural wonders. It represents the unstoppable energy that flows through the city and the supporters who come together at City Park. I'm going to read that one more time. It represents the unstoppable energy that flows through the city and the supporters who come together at City Park. Oh, that was a nice spin. <laughs> nice spin. I guess you got to say something like that. You walk around downtown St. Louis, there's one thing you're feeling, and that's that unstoppable energy. Yeah, yeah, there's a buzz there. That's, yeah, people are talking. You just don't feel it anywhere else. <sighs> Only the poors have a four-car garage. That's from the 636. I'd like a four-car garage. I have a two-car garage. It's not enough. Oh, look at you. You have a garage? Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved to have had a garage. Well, but we don't have a house attached to it. Right. It's just, it's just a garage. It's just tar, a garage. Paper, tar paper shack garage. <laughs> right, right. It doesn't have sides. or yeah, It's, it's a more car. of a shed. Than yeah. Anything. yeah. Borderline carport. What is a Missouri? Love it to be a carport. <laughs> what is a Missouri River? Doesn't it travel like... I think we got a good question coming up here. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to try with the confluence. Doesn't it travel like 2,000 miles before it actually meets... The Mississippi River. Oh, its total length is 2,341 miles. Yeah. Where does it actually meet? Just above Alton. Okay. So it's 2,300 miles long until it before it finally meets in Alton. No. Uh, well, yeah, kind of. Kind of. But that's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. That's kind of the end of it because it meets up so with you the Mississippi, that, which is a massive You river. should start that confluence way back. 2,000 miles away. In Helena, Montana? The confluence is where it comes together. It's not where it starts. You're thinking about the, the, mouth? the mouth of the river? Right. The origin right. of the river? It's not the confluence. Right. Again, another dumb statement on my part. 
Just okay. asking a question. Bad day for Brentwood High. I don't know what a confluence would mean to a soccer jersey. I really don't. Well, the confluence kit. It's built on the backbone, and it represents the energy so that just, flows through the city. So you just have two lines connecting, and you're not supposed to be a river? Well, you look at our city flag. It's got two rivers coming together. That's right. Missouri and, Missouri and Mississippi. Representing the confluence. Yeah, but unless you're, from Missouri, you don't, unless you're from Missouri, you don't know that. It looks like two lines going together. They, don't, they wouldn't say, hey, that's rivers, right? Well, it's Make our, it look like a river. Make it blue, it's not our red. city flag. If the other people don't know about you it. You ever seen a red river? It. No, but uh, Chicago will paint their river uh, green for St. Patrick's Day. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. It's pretty cool. But, but uh, most, well, our rivers are more brown than blue. Would agree. Brackish. Yeah, brackish. Doug, uh, Iggy was talking about like how you wouldn't know from Missouri. So I was over at my parents' house doing something that's really hip and cool. We watched Jeopardy together. Oh, yeah. That's and uh, final Jeopardy question was, what is uh, this man-made monument that is both 630 feet wide and 630 feet tall, right. same distance wide and tall. Right. All three contestants, two of them guessed the Eiffel Tower, oh. and one of them guessed, I can't, it was something that was totally not even close. So none of them got the gateway arch. I guess the Eiffel Tower was 630 feet wide? <laughs> it's kind of, it's, it, to me, it's clearly so much taller than it is wide. Yeah. It's almost, it's more than a thousand feet tall. We got a perfect parabola here. Yeah, so Ken Jennings, who was hosting, said, like, you could actually fit the arch into a square because of it, you know, because it is as wide as it is tall. Mm -hmm. And I guess if you kind of look at it from the front, it doesn't maybe not seem that way, but it gets considerably wider towards the base. Oh, yeah. So they get a lot of people, the Eiffel Tower is a popular guess, and it just couldn't be that wide. Not from here. Why would they know? Because those people know almost everything. Yeah, they were nailing some things. I couldn't believe that they were like. Sometimes <laughs> you watch that and you're like, and they come up within two seconds. Like the yeah. stuff like with like popular culture or like American presidents. Like okay, like I could I, I can mm. hang around with that. But like when it's like 15th century literature, you're like, they how in God's nation? They get a lot of Shakespeare. And yeah, English like, history and and, that, and yeah, and they know everything about yeah. it. So as, now when you watch and you answer and you spit out an answer do you say it in the form of a question absolutely not i don't need it just the answer right right that's that's why i would struggle on it because that would be a real adjustment in my head because you're trying to get it so fast Mm -hmm. they have to wait until the question's finished to buzz in correct i had an old friend that went and was on like a teacher's edition Mm -hmm. he was a co-worker nice and uh he actually won and he was really yeah he won maybe 100k oh my god explaining some of the behind the scenes stuff that you really don't think about and it's tough to get the timing down of when to buzz in and he had to sign a, an NDA when he got back. So, really? Yeah. So and it expired, so he could talk about it. Or you can't. Uh, he had talk. to wait until it aired. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I remember. I think it was 2019 that James Holzhauser, if you remember him, Doug, who went on that unbelievable run, made mm-hmm. millions on Jeopardy. His biggest thing was talking about like how everyone on Jeopardy like tries to like slam in the buzzer and like does this little move here. If you're on YouTube, I'm kind of like hammering down on the buzzer right. and he was like that's not what you do you just hold it and then click it as fast as humanly possible you don't need to like hammer into it right. and that's how he would get all of them and he also right. had a strategy f- to find double jeopardy and stuff yeah, a lot of them think it's like a click to like yeah right it's not it's all you have to do is it's like just tap it have you seen that video where it's alex trebek hosting and it's an nfl category and all of the contestants miss all of the answers. Don't even have a clue. <laughs> I saw that really recently. Some yeah. of the most yeah. basic NFL questions that, yeah. that you could possibly ask. Yeah. None of them knew anything. And Alex was so disappointed. <laughs> I think some of the funniest SNL was Will Ferrell doing uh, Jeopardy. You ever seen those with yeah. Will Ferrell hosting yeah. Jeopardy? Celebrity Jeopardy. And just and Sean Connery. Burt Reynolds and Sean <laughs> yeah. Connery. And That's awesome. 
Tom Hanks has a really good Jeopardy uh, SNL sketch. It's really, yeah. it's really funny. It was like some Hoosier, or some yeah, farmer, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was really, it's really, really funny. Uh, they are made in reference to the jersey. They are made for St. Louis people, you idiot. That comes from Show and Buzzman Brian Henson. And what's your point? <laughs> I just think the gray and the pink would pop. Yeah. These are gray and pink uniforms. Mm. Yeah, but they're kind of boring. <laughs> Even when you get what you want, you can't get what you that want. Look, that looked white and pink to me that you showed me. Uh, I don't. I, I hear where you're coming from. It seems like it's like maybe bone. It's hard to make, It's hard to make a white jersey really pop. It's hard to do a lot with a white jersey. I think. Yeah, yeah unless it's like a, like the birds on the bat is so classic, but we have yeah. that built into our head. Same with the Dodgers, the Yankees. Yeah. But like, if you're getting a new white jersey with new logos and yeah. stuff, it's gonna be hard well, for it to. A lot of baseball uniforms look similar, even home and road jerseys. Sometimes when the Cardinals play the Reds, the jerseys uniforms are pretty similar, mm-hmm. the two teams. But that's not really the case with other soccer, especially other sports, yeah. because you got players co-mingling and they have to look vastly different from each other to know who's on your team. Not the case in baseball. Yeah, yeah. I saw a, um, you know, with the soccer jersey on, you can kind of familiarize yourself with that person. You think of him in a soccer jersey, like Ronaldo. I can tell because he's a good-looking dude. But the the Super Bowl commercial with Messi, just in like street clothes, I didn't even know it was him. Really? Until he started kicking a soccer ball. I saw it must be Messi. He just is so nondescript. Well, I mean, if you watch him, I'm pretty I'm pretty confident he's. Very recognizable. Yeah. I would if bet he he's soccer a... at all. He probably, yeah, so. yeah. I just didn't. It's I like didn't. the people that don't know Wayne Gretzky. I didn't know right. who it was. Hockey right. fans will say seriously, you don't know Wayne Gretzky, but he looks like such a normal guy. Right. If you weren't a hockey fan, you could miss him. And again, helmets and pads and stuff on yeah. top of him. Messi just, well, you know, he mm-hmm. plays in a t-shirt and shorts, so it's a, it's a little different. And I don't know. Maybe shaved off his beard, had a beard. I don't. Know, I didn't. I think if you were to take, like, top five most recognizable sports figures in the world, Messi would be one, two, or three, probably. Probably. It'd be him, Ronaldo, LeBron, maybe Shaq still. I think Shaq still might be up there. Could be, yeah. Steven Matz. Steven Matz. There's no boxers anymore. Giovanni Gagas. Yeah, right. Nobody even knows who the heavyweight champ is anymore, do you? Tyson Fury? It's he and some other guy. That and Deontay he Wilder. Him, he fights yeah, they fight about every other year. Wilder goes out in a, in a mask made of jewels, and it hurts his neck, and then he gets smoked by Fury. I don't know. In baseball, I think everybody knows what Derek Jeter looks like. Jeter, for sure. But, like, who now does everyone know who I mean, they look like? You're talking about worldwide, though, right? Right, worldwide. Like, Otani, yes, but that's probably, even then, is probably... He could walk in there right now. I wouldn't know who he was. Shall Otani? And I've seen him a bunch of times. He Pretty tall. In. He could walk in and I wouldn't know who he was. You see the scar on him? I was going to say, he got a good little scar. Did you see the picture of his scar? Oh, it's nasty. From what is AC? From his forearm surgery. Yeah. It's like starts at his bicep and then runs all the way up, like midway through his forearm, and it's super red still. It looked nasty. Hmm. And he ain't pitching this year. No. Well, he doesn't have to pitch to still be extremely valuable. No doubt. Morning. When does the giving back to the community and other stuff charity week go away and the funny guy comes back to make the show good again? Thanks. That's from oh. Tilly Grundlehort. Gus is at McDonald's Revival Study. He no longer listens after hearing demand, Iggy demand to know what time zone the moon resides in. That's from Tilly Grundlehort because Gus is at Bible study. Mm. Tim will be oh, back Tiger Monday. for sure. Grundy. Yeah. Yeah, Tim will be back on Monday, February 19th. You guys have to put Tiger in your top five and they capitalize yeah, Jackson. Yeah, sure. Tiger for sure, sure is in that yeah. top five. No doubt. Uh, some people are saying Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen, uh, Cucky the Dwarf. Those are Ooh. F1 drivers. I don't know. 
quite yet, so. but maybe worldwide. Maybe worldwide. It's very popular worldwide. I don't know. Conor McGregor, that's from Crystal City Clamhammer. He's probably right up there. I think that's the thing that, like, boxing has been replaced by UFC. UFC stars yeah. are bigger. I was bigger. thinking about Olympic athletes that are well-known, I guess. Michael Phelps, Megan, but that we're yeah, going Phelps, back. Rapino, yeah, Usain we're going, Bolt. we're going. Usain Bolt for sure, but we're, yeah. now we're going back to the mid. I don't know, like who now? Simone Biles, Sad. I guess. Yep, yeah, Simone Biles. I would guess Serena Williams. Yeah, Serena Williams. Because there's a lot of tennis players now that nobody could name. Yeah, yeah. Naomi Osaka is like one of the few I can. Um, Erling Holland and Kevin De Bruyne, those are both soccer players from Manchester City, Doug. Uh, those would certainly... So, Kwame Vyuka says Jordan Arjet. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I saw Jordan Arjet in the bathroom once. It was uh, SLU versus Dayton uh, basketball game, like right before the pandemic, January 2020. Really fun game, outstanding game when SLU was outstanding and Dayton was too. They had Obi Toppin. And I saw Jordan Arjet in the bathroom. I said, hey, look, Jordan Arjet. Who was the Dayton Flyer that seemed like he was there forever? Scoochie Smith. Scoochie Smith. That's <laughs> the one, Doug. You reference him often on this yes, presentation. Yes, I like the name a lot. Uh, someone said Michael Jordan still, fellas. That's yeah, from the three on four. Yeah. No doubt. No so doubt. what did we decide on our Mount Rushmore? So f- f- current right now, I would say Messi and Ronaldo have to be on there. I'll put Bron- Jordan, Jordan and Tiger Woods. I think maybe LeBron is probably a little bit more recognizable right now for like the world population right this very moment than Jordan. I'm not saying, I'm not trying to do the Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can listen be. to first take. That I'm talking be. about like right now, I think Braun might be just a little ahead. And then Tiger, but we still got to think worldwide. I, I, let's go, we'll go with Tiger. I think we'll go with Tiger. Cool. I think that's the four. Uh, Darius Miles, that's from uh, no. Roy Pepperpaws. No. I think he would do this. No. Um, yeah, Tiger is getting the, getting a lot. Uh, God almighty, here comes soccer guy. That's from Tate McRae. Oh. <laughs> I saw Pat McGroin at White Castle last night. That's from Dirty Chewbacca. Am I off by not knowing who that is? Pat McGroin? Is that the biggest star? I think that's a Kevin you... Miller email reference. <laughs> is it? Is that the biggest star you've ever seen in a restroom? Jordan Air Jet? Uh, Have you Mar- seen any other big celebrities in restrooms? Mark Bolger? Tim you McKernan? Saw yeah. You, you guys peed next to yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Those are always special moments. Gosh, I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity in the restroom. Mark Bolger. Yeah. Mark Bolger and Jordan Air Jet. Those are, my, those are the two. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Brief moments, just, you know, passing by. Yeah. You don't want to say anything in the bathroom. No, you certainly don't want to shake hands. No, Or no. get a picture. No, definitely no pictures. Yeah. Eminem would always talk about that. He's like, I'm on the toilet and someone's asking me to sign some <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Slide it under. Can we call into the show with no plows? It's from the 618. Sure. Just text in that you're calling in. The number is 636-904-TMA. And then I'll, uh, I-, I can kind of monitor the phone lines from here. I can kind of sit like this, Doug. And kind of sit like this and do the presentation. Yeah. And I can see the phone bank and I can be like, oh, KG, a caller. And uh, the screening process will be pretty minimal because you're just going to have to put them on Is hold. there no way to move that phone so we can actually see no. it? No. So we tried and the line isn't long enough. Do you really care if we get a phone call? I yes. like a phone call. It's radio, baby. Doug, it's kind of fun. Doug, you really want a phone call? Sure. Ours is a type of program where guests feel they can call in at any time. Yeah. Adam calls in. You don't like it. Licks calls in. I don't well, like it. Well, if we don't it. like it, we'll, we'll block them. Biff calls in. Sure. Sit back and listen. I'd like to hear from caller Drew. Oh, I haven't heard from here, him in a while. Uh, Doug almost saw Cronky, but he got kicked out of the bathroom. It's from the 573. Forgot about yeah, that. I wanted to go in there. They wouldn't let me. So were you walking into the bathroom and they said, sorry, stands in there? They had guards out there. And one of the guards was a guy I played college baseball with. Is that right? Small world. Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have a caller? Yeah. Oh. Okay. It looks like Biff. Yeah, Mike Lee. Uh, right. 
Oh, he's going private. KG's going private. Uh, so, someone said peed next to Jerry Rice. No handshake after. That's oh, from the 314. Nice. I don't think I've ever been in the bathroom with a celebrity. Well, you kind of keep your eyes down when you're in there. You don't really look around. I don't use public bathrooms that often. Jackson's tiny little squirrel batter, bladder puts him in a position to see a lot of people in the bathroom. Says he's having to take a wee every 15 minutes. Well, it's from Mister 10,000. TBC Scottsdale. We were drinking transfusions like they were going out of style, and I almost had to pee every the whole. Uh, who's on the line there, uh, KG? I didn't get a name, but we're, I think we're sure. Good. Caller, yeah. what's up, caller? <laughs> uh, yeah, you just hit the number next to it, KG. Yeah, there we go. Oh, hello, caller. How are we doing? Oh, we're fine. You? Who are we speaking with? Good, yeah, this is Chuck and Sular. Hey, Chuck, oh, I like all Chuck. Right, all right, Charlie. Yeah, happy Friday. Happy Friday, boys. Well, same to you. Uh, yeah, Yeah. thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Doug. Appreciate it. Hey, just um, I figured I'd break up the chat a little bit. I figured you guys need a caller just to uh, break it up a little bit. Yeah. So Just a solid uh, Help the show go along. Okay, yeah. what do you got? Hot take? I mean, th- just a fantastic blues win last night, eh, Doug? Boy, you set a mouthful there, Chuck. Yeah, fantastic yeah. win for the home squad. They played a 200-foot game, tape-to-tape passes, cleaned up some of the yeah, trash in front tape. of the net. Yeah. Outstanding game for the Blues. puck in the net. I mean, I think Kyrie scored. I think everybody kind of got a uh, stat on the score sheet last night. It looked pretty good. I think there was a fight in there as well. Did you go to the game? So, didn't go. Didn't well, what go. Were you doing? I should have. I should have. We should have gone together, Doug. We should have got tickets. Well, what were you doing? Oh, just not much. Just kind of just, um, just uh, you know, watching the game at home, that sort of thing. I figured it was better on the couch, I guess. Yeah, and you live in Soulard, do you? Chuck and Soulard. That's right, Doug. So why didn't you go to the bars you? last Have night? Are the bars hopping in Soulard on a Thursday? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sure they. I'm sure they were. I'm sure they were. Absolutely. Well, do you get out there and do you go to the bars? Oh yeah, last weekend. Last weekend for sure for Mardi Gras. I mean. It was packed everywhere. Yeah. I think I saw Jackson out there. Oh, did you? I was definitely I don't know, out actually, there. I if I saw Jackson, but. You did or didn't? Yeah. I did not. No. Oh, where, okay. where were you? Uh, for By Molly's. By Molly's. Molly's, that's a spot. Yeah. It is a spot. We probably passed each other, but there were so many people around, so it was oh, hard to. Crazy. Crazy. Great time. Hard to meet up with people. Great time. Yeah. Fantastic time. Fantastic. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Good well, times, like Good times here in Sular, Doug. Where, do you ever do you ever get out? Uh, I don't do the bar scene much anymore. No, uh, uh-uh. uh, not no. much. Well, okay. I get out. I do things. But <laughs> I don't. I don't hit the bars at Sular, no. Oh, not in Sular. But okay. But you used to. Uh, well, sure. There was a time. Yeah, the landing used to be big when I was in my drinking days oh, in yeah. college, and the years shortly after that, and Westport and the landing were the two spots. Nobody went to Sular back then, and. 70s and early That landing was hopping. Yeah. And we used to have Patrick's uh, in Westport. Yeah, Burnham's. They had a lot of places there. Mm-hmm. Anything else, Chuck? Um, anything on the docket for the weekend? What are you guys getting up to? That's not sponsored yet. <laughs> okay. Well, so so we could get it docket. sponsored? No, I don't have anything. No golf this weekend, no. or uh, are you guys watching it's, the Genesis? No, it's going to be too cold to golf this weekend. I think. Yeah, I gave Jackson the wrong team yesterday. <laughs> what do you mean you gave me the wrong Uh-oh. team? Well, I I had two teams. Boys aren't uh, the boys aren't putting for Iggy. 
No, I got the team I gave Jackson sucks. The team I should have given him. I had two teams. And I had the one that I was going to give him, and I read the wrong one. That's no, my fault. Well, that's on you. Well, maybe well, it'll work well, out. Here's one. The one I gave you is 37,000th place. The one I didn't give you is 1300th sure, place. Well, that's unfortunate. But maybe it'll still work out for you. Uh, Chuck, thanks for the call, brother. All right. Take care, guys. Yeah. Happy Friday. All right. Thanks, Chuck. So we got more callers on the on the oh, horn. All right. Let's just bring it. Is, yeah. All right. Fire. What's up, caller? Hey. Hey. Yeah, this is Pete and Fenton. Oh. Yeah. Really? Dump on See, you. See you. Who is it? Pete and Fenton. Pete and Fenton. What's up, Pete? Okay. Just keep by the trick. Yeah, Doug, I, used to, I, I, I mean, this is way back to the, you know, wingy, wingy day. Are you chewing the I phone? Won, I, I won many a wing, wingy. Got quite a bit of porn from uh, Iggy. Are you eating the phone? Oh, sorry about that. It sounds yeah. muffled. Oh, is that better? No. Oh, okay. It'll do. How about that? There we go. Okay, now that's that's good, Pete. All right. Anyway, yeah, uh, so all the way back till the the Hoosiers and Hummers, even, Martin Kilcoin, been listening that long. Really? It's a shame, isn't it? I I, I can't explain it. Well, what are you doing with your life? Uh, I was the... Corporate chef for the largest Italian chain in the area. Really? Was it a pasta house? Uh, you know, I don't want to. I hit it, didn't I? Say any names. <laughs> Got it. Say names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like pasta house a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 20, I was uh, 27 years, so. Really? And I was good friends with uh, John Seymour, the Sea Monster. Oh, were you really? Yeah. He's, uh, he's selling insurance now, or at least he was. Yeah. Last time I talked to him, has a, a beautiful child. You have the same birthday as Sea Monster, don't you, Doug? Yes. Nice. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. So you still cook a lot now at home? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, why not? I mean, now I can do it for myself and for fun and for oh, people. Oh, yeah. You know, that I like. <clears throat> yeah, I would think. You cook only for those you like. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, I just thought I'd call in for the first time in 20 years. And well, this is wonderful. What were you doing originally with the phone where we could hardly hear you? I think it was uh, underneath the, this pillow here, and I was not paying attention. You tried to talk to us between a, a, a – there was a pillow between you and the phone? Well, it's better, Doug. You scream a lot. I don't oh, know if you noticed that. Because I get upset. I mean, I know it's a thing and all, but – you in bed? Uh, you in bed, Pete? I'm just trying to protect myself. Are you in bed now, Pete? Uh, No. No, but I could be. Oh, what were you wearing That's when hot. you were in bed? <laughs> no, I'd like, I, if you, I don't know, are you, is that a proposal? You know, no. I mean, I'm not too old to learn stuff. Just trying to get a, a visual picture. Yeah, Doug asked what you were wearing when you were in bed. Oh, yeah. Well, well usually, a lot of times, I I just wear a thong. Oh, gosh. That's that hot. Boy, that a boy. Yeah, that is hot. But oh. I've trimmed down quite a bit, though, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're losing weight? I'm down, to, I'm down almost to 300, so. Ooh. Oh, well, that's yeah. bad. Doug, that's entering into the your torpedo zone. That's how we like them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. All right. But, yeah. Uh, nice to talk to you, fellas, and uh, I hope the show continues to progress towards, the, you know, the gay stuff that's really been so enjoyable. Oh. Yeah, well, that's our that's our bread and butter. <laughs> All right, yeah, and I I, I really I, I enjoy the new stuff, Jackson and uh, Iggy. Hang in there and tell your brother I said hi, and we'll your dad that. if he's if he's still with us. But uh, no. I'll, I'll talk to you later. Thirty years ago. Bye, guys.
All right, then. We'll see yous. Have a good weekend, All bro. right. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Uh, we'll take one more car before we go to we break. We just got a call from a 300-pounder in a thong. Yeah. We, got a, we got a celebrity bathroom story on line one. Oh, oh okay. Wonderful. This will be interesting. All right, what's up, caller? What's up, bathroom hey, goer? Hey, Jackson. Eric Central West End. Hey, Eric. Oh, how are you, brother? How, how's it going? Good, good. Thanks for calling in. Well, you, yeah, man. So you guys were talking. Eggy had said he had never talked or met a celebrity in a bathroom, and I've had a couple. But okay. One that was one that sparked my mind. So this was like ten years ago. I'm in uh, L.A. A buddy of mine was living out there. We go to the seafood restaurant in Santa Monica. Like it's a very small, like shotgun style seafood restaurant. Um, and our table is right in the back by the bathroom. There's only one bathroom in this place. So I get up to wash my hands, and uh, I open the door, and who's standing there? But it's Keanu Reeves waiting to no. walk in. Wow, really? And, oh. and with, uh, yeah, and without hesitation, I do like a Bill and Ted voice, and I go, oh, got it. <laughs> and he just goes, <laughs> he just goes, okay, all right, okay, that was pretty good. <laughs> How, what year was this? I'm I, sorry, maybe you said it. I, uh, this, this was about, it was like 2013 or 14. Nice. The Blues were, the blues were actually out there for playing the Kings in the playoffs. They won one of those games, too. But, nice. nice. Uh, so anyway. So he walks out of the bathroom, and then he kind of hits me on the shoulder. He goes, hey, I come here all the time. That was pretty good. Nice. <laughs> that was, oh, yeah. John Wick era. That was cool because you hear, you hear he's yeah. kind of aloof. Yeah. He's kind of aloof and doesn't really. So to get that out of him is pretty cool. He seems like a nice guy. Seems like a, he seems like a nicer. Uh, he was, yeah, he was, very, he was very nice. He's pretty tall, too. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm 6'3", and he was, he was about a little taller than me. Oh, a couple but, tall drinks. So does that count? You weren't in the bathroom with him. You saw him going. Does that count? I'll count it. I think it does. I think it counts. I mean, it's a it's it's in the bathroom proper. Okay, I right. get it. We're gonna we're gonna count. We yeah. count it. Mm-hmm. Add it to the board. I love speed. Yeah. All right. So, all right. That's all I got for yeah, you, fellas. Well, all right. Well, well, thanks, buddy. Eric. That was nice. Very nice weekend, nice. buddy. Very great. Right. Have a great weekend, man. It's gonna be tough to top Keanu Reeves. That's pretty good. I mean, Jordan or Jed. You know, he yeah. Could, yeah. He could yeah. really run point. He could really run point. It's not in L.A., most of those people have like an old a VIP bathroom that nobody else can get into. Not Keanu. He's a man. He's a man of the people. Canadian, Doug. Uh, it says he's only six one. That's interesting. But maybe, maybe that's... he was wearing platform shoes that night. Yeah. Well, he, he seems pretty tall in the John Wick stuff in the Matrix. Seen any John Wick? Any good? Uh, n- I haven't seen it. I heard Chapter Four, which came out last year, was actually pretty fun. But it's like three hours. Like I don't need. I'm apologies, but I just don't need a three-hour John Wick movie. But either way, uh, it's eight thirty-seven. Wow. Who, could have, who would have thought it, Doug? Eight thirty-seven in St. Louis, so it's probably about time to shut down the Munganast. So much content. There's so much. Time still flies fun. when you're having fun. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, we had uh, that was going to close out our Munganast St. Louis Acura Munganast Burkhart Alden Toyota seven o'clock hour. We'll have the eight o'clock hour coming up next on the other side of the break, Doug. We'll talk a little bit about some Cardinal news, or maybe not news, but some uh, audio from Ali Marmol yesterday on the MLB Network. We got a really cool piece of audio involving Jack and Joe Buck. Some of the calls, really good piece on uh, MLB Network. And then, Doug, it's happening. NCAA college football video game is returning yes. for the people. <laughs> It's coming back, Doug, after... Has it been out there? It has been... 24, 10 years? Yeah, 10 years at least. Yeah, 10 years. 2014 was the last game, and uh, due to amateurism, essentially, they had to change it and the rules. But now with oh. NIL being different, okay. they're bringing it back, baby. We're getting NCAA college football back. We'll have all of that, including the design, air, heating, cooling, email a day, coming up for the rest of the presentation. You are listening to The Morning After, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.